Welcome to the Studio Sisters podcast. We're your hosts and sisters, Katie and Taylor. We travel the world, make beautiful things, and run our online businesses. We're creative entrepreneurs and Etsy experts, and we are on a mission to help you make meaningful income online and to create what you love. On the Studio Sisters podcast, we will dive into all things Etsy, running an online business, making money, creating while traveling, and growing your brand. We want you to leave this podcast with more confidence in yourself, your online small business, and the belief that your creative dream life is possible for you. So let's do this. Hey everyone, today I am here for a solo show and I am going to share the crazy story of how we became one of Etsy's top sellers in our first six months on Etsy. It is a totally crazy story. It's nuts. I think that we were in shock when we realized that we were in the top 1% of all the sellers on Etsy. We felt definitely overwhelmed. Um, We didn't know that was going to happen. I think it's certainly a little bit unusual. Um, And we are, of course, very grateful that we got to uh, have that opportunity and that we serve so many customers with our products. It was just absolutely amazing. Uh, There's a lot of laughter, a lot of tears, and not very much sleep. So anyway, Before we jump into that story, I just wanted to say that Etsy is not an I dream of genie kind of thing. We did not just cross our arms and snap our fingers. That did not happen, friends. Instead, we worked so hard, harder than we have ever worked on anything before to get into that top 1%. There is not one tiny secret that if you know it... (laughs) You can be a bestseller on Etsy. The bestsellers are not hiding the magic sauce from you. It's actually a lot of little things that you need to dial in so that everything's working together perfectly. The good thing about each of those little things is that they are all things that you can do. They are absolutely things that you can start doing today to sell more, and have more meaningful income from your handmade business. So here we go. I'll share the story of how we scaled our Etsy shop and became one of the top 1% sellers on Etsy. 2020 is where this all started. What a year. Everything was looking great. We were so excited, making goals, just like everybody else, and then bam, a global pandemic. It felt like, well, everybody knows what it felt like. Ups and downs, so much news, so much bad news. It was a really tough and crazy year. On a whim, I started making face masks for my friends and myself in late March, and everyone I knew started asking me for them. I have known how to sew my entire life because my mom taught me when I was a child, 
So this was pretty easy for me to watch a couple of tutorials on YouTube and look at a couple of patterns and start making face masks myself. On March 31st, a few days later, I turned to my mom and my sister Katie and I said, hey, I think that we ought to start an Etsy shop. And they looked at me like all of my crazy ideas that they know that I have and they were like, sure. I don't think any of us knew. I know that none of us knew what was going to happen. At the time, I thought we'd sell a few handmade masks on Etsy and I hoped we'd make a few hundred dollars. On the very first night of our Etsy shop, we got 11 orders. We were really, really shocked. We also thought, this will last a couple weeks, right? It really could not be longer than that. No more than a couple weeks. The next day was April 1st, our first full day on Etsy. At 7.30 that morning, two orders came in and then nothing for a while. At noon, we got four more orders. Then throughout that afternoon, orders just kept coming in. We were really excited. All evening, we spoke to each other on the phone back and forth about how many masks we would have to sew the next day to ship out. Etsy notifications just kept coming in on my phone. I was filled with lots of happy butterflies. I couldn't believe it. I abandoned all of my regular evening activities like Netflix and weaving and crime podcasts and just watched the Etsy shop all night long. I just stared at it. When I woke up the next morning, my jaw dropped. We had grossed more in one day on Etsy than I was making in two weeks as a teacher. So we dove in, sewing for hours and hours and hours upon hours, saying to ourselves, this won't last more than a few days, so let's make the most of it while we can. I was teaching online and literally sewing masks in between every class, every student, taking as many sewing breaks as I could just to cram them in every possible second of the day. Just like everybody in quarantine, we thought we'd be catching up on our projects, learning a new skill, or baking bread. Instead, we were working an Etsy shop that was blowing up. Could we have stopped at any time? Obviously. Did we think about it? Yes. But we didn't do that because we're a little bit crazy and because this new success on Etsy completely changed our lives. Within just a few months, we had added different products like mask chains and DIY kits, and then we made a pivot towards our sticker shop, and we combined this Etsy shop with Katie's existing sticker shop. Four months later, I had quit my day job, and we've scaled and created an incredible brand of hand-designed stickers with, with a growing Instagram community that we absolutely love. Having a product with such high demand was a huge learning curve because the time before and after and during our early days when we hit the top 1% of shops on Etsy was completely overwhelming. We were really stressed out and we considered quitting and overall we were just really, really tired. Our studio was a disorganized mess and every single day we would try to reset and by the end of the day it would look like a bomb went off in the sewing rooms. It didn't take us long before we knew there had to be a better way. This couldn't possibly be how other highly successful Etsy sellers were going about their day. There had to be sellers on Etsy that were not setting their alarms for 4 a.m. to start making products. 
I just, I'm not about that life. We had to figure out another way. One of the ways we did that is figuring out how to scale. This is how we got to the top 1% of sellers on Etsy, and we stayed there because we learned how to scale. So what do I mean by scale? The first thing is you need to learn how to batch work. You will never make enough product or make enough money or be happy with what you're doing on Etsy if you don't learn to streamline everything. So when you work in batches, you don't make one handmade item at a time from beginning and end. A lot of new sellers on Etsy think that the process works like this. You hand make your product, you photograph that one product, you list that one product, you sell that one product, and then you pack it and ship it. That's not an efficient way to scale your shop and start taking in hundreds of orders and to streamline your process. Instead, you need to make 10 of that item or 100 of that item at one time. So if you are sewing something, this means you cut your fabric all at once for 10 of the same item or 100 of the same item. You bulk print all of your shipping labels at one time, not one per order as they come in. You paint a whole series of items at one time. You do all of your sewing or in the case of stickers, all of your printing and cutting at one time. And you work in batches of each stage of the product, not a single individual product from start to finish. Do not make one product at a time. You will never scale at that using that process. The other thing is that if you can, you should be photographing one product and reproducing that same product, but making to order, especially if it's customized items. It's not very efficient to make the product first and then list it and repeat that each and every single time, but rather you should make the sample, photograph it, sell the sample, and keep reproducing that same single product over and over and over. So each item is not necessarily one of a kind, but you're reproducing the same type of handmade item over and over. The second thing that you should do to scale is to adjust your shipping settings and your production times in real time based on your current workload. What I want you to do is analyze how fast you can ship out and produce not one product, but 50 products or 100 products at one time. You might be thinking, Taylor, I'm never going to make and sell 50 of my item at one time. That sounds crazy. I just can't even picture making 100 art prints at one time. But I want you to picture that. I want you to think about that because it is entirely possible for you. There are already people on Etsy selling similar items to your product 50 at a time or 100 at a time or 100 a day or 1,000 in a month. And if you want to scale, you need to know how long it takes you to produce and scale, produce and ship these items. So adjust your shipping policies to reflect this. Start getting in that habit now. So how long will it take you to process and ship out 50 orders that all came in on the same day? Will it take you one to two business days? Will it take you three to five business days? Will it take you one to two weeks to make 50 of the same item? One reason that analyzing your production and shipping time 
at this large of a scale is important, even if you're not actually getting that many orders yet, is anticipating how long it will take you if you get featured online on a really high traffic site or by Etsy itself. One day in mid-September, we started selling dozens and dozens of one particular product all at once. And it was crazy. The orders just started blowing up. We had no idea. Like we had done nothing. We had literally changed nothing about our shop. And yet we were getting dozens of orders every single hour for just one product. It did not take us long to figure out that Etsy had put us on the front page as an editor's pick for their Halloween roundup. They didn't tell us ahead of time. They just put us on there and then the orders started going crazy. And if we had not already been practicing scaling at this level, I don't think that we would have been able to fulfill that many orders and keep our customers happy. So take a few minutes and analyze how you could do this and what your scale would be. That way you're setting yourself up to grow and be able to meet that demand. One thing that really helped us get to the top 1% on Etsy was to ship really fast. And I mean, really fast. I know this is not feasible for every person in every situation with your Etsy shop, but we had a one to two day turnaround for most of the year for hundreds of orders each day. This is totally crazy. I'm aware of that. But by keeping such a fast shipping time, we have been able to stand out from our competitors. And I think this is a part of maintaining that top 1% status. So if you are able to ship very, very quickly, I suggest that you make that your shipping profile. Also, you will need to make adjustments to your shipping times at different points in your life. Maybe you have family visiting, maybe you have another project with your uh, other job that is really significant. Maybe you're just traveling out of town, something along these lines. Um, For example, If we got tons of orders and we were really slammed with orders at some points during the year, um, we might extend out our shipping and production time to three to five days instead of one to two. Or we extended it out to one week shipping time to go out of town for the weekend and to just get a couple of days off. So if you can get your shipping times down to one to two days, that's great. If you do need to extend them out, that's fine. Know that those shipping times are not set in stone Um, for you, once you change them, you can never change them again. That's not the case. So change them in real time based on your ability to produce and what you have going on. But keep in mind that whatever you promise the customer, you do need to fulfill that. So if you did set it at one to two days shipping time, make sure that you are actually able to do that so the customer is happy and you don't get any bad reviews. If you're only able to ship three to five days, Focus on doing that well and don't stress about trying to get them out in less time than that. Think about it from a customer perspective. What do you love as a buyer? What do I love? I love when I get something fast. So that's really the key. If you can get your shipping times down, if you were a buyer and something shipped really, really quickly, you'd be really happy about it. The third thing that we did to scale is at times whenever our shop was in a really big period of growth is that we paused or stopped or adjusted other parts of our work business life to make more product or to make room for more 
product. What do I mean by this? I mean, you need to be willing to adjust other things in your life to accommodate the rush of popular shopping times. You don't have to do this all the time, but it's really, really important if you want to scale and rapidly grow your business when the sales start coming in. So when you start hearing cha-ching, cha-ching more than once, you might need to make some adjustments to accommodate those rapid growth times. If you sell wedding items, this might be spring and early summer is your busiest time. If you sell personalized gifts, you might have a rush right before Christmas. Be aware and think about how you could press pause on other things in order to make time to scale whenever you need to. For example, maybe you could write a bunch of social media content and social media posts in large batches in the weeks before the holiday rush because you know you're not going to have time for it later. Or you could ask a family member to help you with some personal errands or tasks or producing your items so that you can scale whenever it's time to grow. And this doesn't necessarily have to be seasonal. It'll look different for everyone. But the key here is being flexible in order to really scale your business. Once we scaled our shop successfully and we had built a system of producing and shipping We really started to dial in our Etsy SEO and started to offer more listings. Most successful shops on Etsy who are making five figures or six figures a year tend to have a lot of listings. There's some back and forth about how many is the right number, but you should be working towards at least 100 listings in your shop. That should be your goal. You might be wondering, how on earth is it possible to have 100 different listings? This is pretty simple. There should be similar variations of a lot of your products. This is part of scaling. Instead of making a bunch of really different items that are totally unrelated or really time-consuming to make, instead your focus should be on products that can be replicated with slight differences like color schemes or sizes or made for different occasions. For example, the same wreath base and then different florals on that same wreath are different listings. Or planner stickers in different patterns, but it's basically the same layout of planner stickers on the sticker sheet. Learning SEO has been really key to maintaining our top 1% status. You should listen to our episode, SEO Basics, if you've never heard anything about SEO before and you want to understand how to start doing this in your shop to increase how you get found on Etsy and the frequency of getting found. If you want more traffic, you need to start with SEO Basics. Taking gorgeous, bright and clean photos of your product makes it easy to see your items and be interested in your items as a customer. And so you want to make it easy for your customer to understand what you sell. The best way to do this is with bright, clean photos. You should work on optimizing your listings to convert to a sale with descriptive content, clear measurements, and shop policies. A lot of Etsy listings I see are missing specifics like clothing measurements, jewelry chain measurements, the length of the chain, uh, the size of the sticker or the size of the face mask. 
descriptive content also includes who the gift is for, what the flavors are, or scents of soap, or colors. So really paint the picture for the customer of all aspects of the qualities of the item. Every single day, you should work on the back side of your Etsy shop, on the interior, in the Etsy shop manager. This is 100% necessary if you want to grow and scale your shop. Etsy favors what it considers to be active shops. And so you need to do something every single day in your Etsy shop for it to be considered active. Here are some ideas for working in your shop manager every day or little things that you can do to show the algorithm that you are involved with your shop and it's not something that you just opened up once a few weeks ago or months or years ago and you just don't really mess with it very much. To show Etsy that you're really a pro and you want that active growth, here are some things you could do. You can add or change a few photos in a couple of your listings. You don't need to do a ton every single day, but you could add or change three to five photos in two or three listings. You can upload a process video. Etsy is beginning to favor video quite heavily. So process videos give your customer some insight into how the handmade item is actually produced. And those are really interesting. People like those. Answering your customers' messages, of course, is extremely important. You can't expect a sale or a good review if you don't respond quickly. Updating shipping profiles, as I said, is one of the ways that we were able to scale. And this is an indicator for Etsy's algorithm of how active you are is if you're making adjustments to those shipping, shipping profiles. Changing the wording in some of your descriptions and descriptive text. So you can update seasonal descriptions, things like saying this would make a great Father's Day gift, that's seasonal, to this is a great Christmas gift, or um, just adding more information about where the pine in this cutting board was sourced. So adding some wording is a good way to be active in your shop. You can also add a shop update or announcement. I don't do this too often, but it's an easy thing to change if you don't want to mess with your listings. And updating any SEO tags that were seasonal. If you are using keywords that are limited to a particular season, such as stocking stuffer, Father's Day gift, Mother's Day gift, Easter basket, things like this. You want to update those when it, whenever customers are not searching for that item that time of year. And instead, you can replace them with something else that fits your product but is perhaps being searched at that time of year. Additionally, it seems silly, but having an organized system makes everything faster so you don't feel tired and overwhelmed by all of this. And as a result, you have the time to put out more orders because you have an efficient system. So have a workflow for what you're doing in your Etsy shop online and then keep your workspace, your physical workspace or art studio clean and organized. All of these things add up in your Etsy shop. These are regular and consistent things that we do as a top 1% Etsy seller. There are more than 2 million sellers on Etsy and most of your competitors 
don't do one thing. Most of the 2 million sellers on Etsy do not have regular consistency with their business. This is one reason that many sellers are not successful on Etsy is because they start a shop, they're super excited about it, they make a cute little logo in Canva, they list a couple of products, and then they don't touch it again. They get discouraged and they aren't sure if they should continue with their shop. If this is you and you're wondering why you don't have more sales when you feel like you did everything right, remember that you cannot just set your Etsy shop and forget it and just wait for it to work its magic. Does not work that way. One of the most important reasons that some shops have consistent sales is because they are active in their shops day after day. It's not an overnight process and it's not quick and fast to do, although you can improve and get better and faster with working your shop over time. E-commerce is very time consuming and it's a long process where you have to set the groundwork step by step. There's one more really huge piece to the puzzle of how we made it to the top 1% of sellers on Etsy. We believed that we could. If you only hear me say one thing in this podcast, hear this. We believed we could have huge sales, have great customers, and make handmade products, and I believed I could quit my day job and we could make it work. We believed in all of this and we believed in us. This is a mindset shift that you have to make if you want to be a top Etsy seller. You have to believe you can. You have to decide right now that you are capable of learning the skills that you need and doing the actions you need to do to have a successful Etsy shop with meaningful income where you sell the handmade products that you love. If it is possible for me, it is possible for you. We fully believe in the principle of abundance. There is more than enough for everyone and it is possible for everyone. The idea that there are already too many sellers on Etsy is a myth. The idea that you had to start your Etsy shop 10 years ago to be successful is a myth. This is simply not true. We started our Etsy shop in 2020 and we made six figures more than $100,000 on Etsy in 2020. Yes, there are more than 2 million sellers on Etsy, but you know what? There are more than 45 million buyers on Etsy, and that, my friends, is more than enough to go around. So let's do this together. I would love, love, love to chat with you about your Etsy shop and how to scale what you're currently doing I would love for you to DM me and let's talk about it. Ask me all of your questions. If you want to get more creative business magic from us, you can get our free weekly newsletter with Etsy strategy and tips and free creative inspiration on our website at shopstudiosisters.com. Thank you so much for joining me today and let's chat again soon. 